The Anastasia Road Tour in Chicago is pure fantasy. There's plenty to like about this Broadway and Chicago theatrical extravaganza, loosely based on the true life story of a woman who claimed to be the surviving daughter of Tsar Nicholas II of Russia, whose entire family was brutally assassinated, along with him, by the Bolsheviks following the communist uprising in July 1917. But don't worry, this version of Anastasia has little to do with reality. It's inspired by the 20th Century Fox animated film, later acquired by the Disney Corporation. While it refers to the historical tragedy, it's scrubbed clean of most of the ugly, unwanted parts, leaving behind a tale of a young, beautiful, and strong heroine striving to find her true identity while struggling to come to terms with her inner princess. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer at ChicagoBroadcastingNetwork.com and theater reviewer for ChicagoTheaterAndArts.com. If you need video production for your Chicago business or organization, check out RenoWeb.net. Hey, stand by to hear the rest of this review after a bit of our intro music, Foster Avenue Beach by Scatterplot. It was an enthusiastic and appreciative, mostly female audience that packed Chicago's Netherlander Theater opening night. The book by Terence McNally is expertly crafted to suit its intended audience of pre-adolescent girls, who themselves are likely exploring their own future and a place in the world. It's a cautionary tale, introducing some of the harsh realities of life while encouraging strength and resilience wrapped up in a very colorful package. The overdramatic dialogue and libretto reads like an early-level young adult novel and does the job of moving the story along. In that way, it's arguably not much different than most grand operas. The music and lyrics by the very talented team of Stephen Flaherty and Lynn Ahrens is reminiscent of traditional European classical music, but lacks any memorable melodies or real thrills other than the occasional obligatory soaring song endings. I appreciate that this was directed to meet the expectations of a young audience, and as such, the performances were appropriate. If you get the lines out, you're more than halfway there. Stephen Brower plays Russian conman Dmitri, who's aided by his compatriot Vlad, a former minor aristocrat played by Edward Staudenmeyer. The two conspire to present a local street sweeper named Anya as the rumored surviving Anastasia to the exiled Dowager Empress for the purpose of collecting a substantial monetary reward. Lila Coogan originated the role of Anya and is the linchpin in this touring production. Veteran actress Joy Franz plays Anastasia's grandmother, the Dowager Empress. Brower goes from a bit lackluster to over-the-top, and Jason Michael Evans as Gleb, the Soviet official charged with exposing the imposter, might just dial it back a notch at the peak. Clearly, they're trying to play this a little larger than life, which is okay, but maybe opening night adrenaline combined with their enthusiasm to interject some drama into their respective roles was neither drama nor melodrama, just a bit too shrill at times, which came off well as laughable when it should have been serious. Staudenmayer works like a mule to add some energy, humor, and life to what can otherwise be a rather oppressing storyline. 
When he's later joined by Terry Kelly as the Dowager's attendant, Countess Lily, together they add a much-needed spark to the second act, including their comical duet, The Countess and the Common Man. Based mostly in post-World War I St. Petersburg and Paris, the costumes by Linda Cho were spectacular in their appropriateness to the time period and sheer opulence when required. The royal Romanovs were elegant, ethereal, and at times ghostly in their white-on-white brocade, ornamented dresses, and uniforms. The baggy gray coarse clothing of the new Soviet peasants contrasted with the sleek, colorful Parisian flappers and expat dancing Cossack at the Parisian-Russian nightclub is a clear commentary on the changing fortunes and split between Eastern and Western Europe. Anastasia, or Anya, depending on who and what you believe, gets her princess moment in a beautiful gold-trimmed red ball gown when she is presented to the Dowager Empress, which is preceded by a trip to the ballet to view a performance of Swan Lake. The Swan Lake interlude, choreographed by Peggy Hickey, featuring Ashley Dupre on point, was a charming way to include a full spectrum of prepubescent female fantasy. If they could have arranged for a flying unicorn, the dream would be complete. Likely because of my background in video, I'm a huge fan of cinematic projection in live theater. And you'll not find a better example of this art form than Anastasia's scenic design by Alexander Dodge and Aaron Rhine that transports you from the palaces of St. Petersburg to the bridges of the Seine with a myriad of stops along the way, including a delightful train ride. The former Oriental Theater, built in 1926, is incidentally the perfect venue for this production, as the obscenely ornate proscenium arch and interior seems like a natural extension of the Romanov period palaces. Stripped of the story's essence, this is corporate entertainment at its best, and exactly what many people want. That's not to say I didn't like it. Like the rest of the world, I enjoy a good extravaganza, but take away the glitzy production and there's not much there. This spectacle is perfect for a girl's night on the town or a daddy-daughter date. Anastasia has a limited engagement at Broadway in Chicago's James M. Nederlander Theater, 24 West Randolph Street, Chicago, through April 7, 2019. Running time is about 2 hours and 25 minutes with one intermission. For more information, visit www.broadwayinchicago.com. If you're interested in making music of your own, the Lakeshore Music Studio, located in Chicago's Old Town Lincoln Park Gold Coast neighborhood, offers piano lessons for all ages. Visit lakeshoremusicstudio.com to learn more. You know, we're not just theater reviews. To learn more interesting information about people, places, and what's happening around Chicago, be sure to follow Chicago Broadcasting Network at our website, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Potomatic.com, and of course, our Facebook page. Thanks to former Lakeshore Music Studio student Scatterplot for the use of Foster Avenue Beach as our theme song. That's okay.